It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. With that intro music from Sharon B, we're back with another episode of Mutual Presents. I'm Jack Ward, and with Mutual Presents, we're getting a taste of the great old-time radio series you can find every single day in the Mutual Audio Network YouTube channel, where we pay homage to our spiritual forefather, the Mutual Broadcasting System. This week, with summer sports and kids' events, we present our Saturday offerings, Brought to you by the Saturday Story Circle, of course, with Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. And the first two episodes of the series, The Luminous Dragon Eye Ring. Wind back the clocks as we go there now. Jack Armstrong! Jack Armstrong! Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Wave the flag cards and high, boys. Show them how we stand. Ever shall a team be champions. Known throughout the land. Wheaties, breakfast of champions, bring you the thrilling adventures of Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Listen, fellas and girls, you know what I'd like to do right now? Well, I'll tell you. I'd like to ring bells and blow whistles. (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Sound Effects Man. Yes, today is really good news day. Here's the story. In the first place, today Jack Armstrong starts on a brand new radio adventure. One of the most exciting and dangerous he's ever had. I know you won't want to miss a single episode of this thrilling Jack Armstrong adventure. In the second place, we're welcoming back a lot of Jack Armstrong's old friends. We're mighty glad to have you back with us. And there's a very special welcome for the fellows and girls who are hearing this program for the first time today. We hope that you'll all get a lot of thrills and real pleasure out of Jack Armstrong's newest adventure and that you'll make the acquaintance of those extra good Wheaties flakes right away. You know, right now, at the very beginning of a new school year and at the start of a brand new Jack Armstrong series is a mighty fine time to start making Wheaties your regular year-round breakfast dish. So, would you do this for me? Would you eat a breakfast of champions the next four mornings in a row? Then ask yourself if you've ever found any other breakfast dish that gives you as much real pleasure and satisfaction as this combination of Wheaties, milk, and fruit. Chances are you'll want to climb right on the Wheaties bandwagon with the rest of Jack Armstrong's friends. And it's my bet that you'll say Wheaties have a flavor... That's absolutely different and better than any other breakfast dish you've ever tasted. And now, Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. After their thrilling experiences on Easter Island, Jack, Billy, and Betty have returned to Hudson to continue their studies. Uncle Jim is back in Hudson, too, and is engaged in experiments in developing a new type of power so that his airplanes can fly tremendous distances without stopping to refuel. Right now, 
Jack is busy, too. In his workshop at home, he is hurriedly putting the finishing touches on his new shortwave receiver. So Billy and Betty are driving out alone to Uncle Jim's office at the airplane factory with an important-looking letter that they've just picked up at the post office. Listen. Say, Betty, this looks like an important letter for Uncle Jim. Sure hope he's at the airplane factory. It ought to be important, Billy, with all those stamps on it. I'll say. Came all the way from the Philippines in a clipper ship. Gosh, wouldn't I like to make that trip? I hope it doesn't mean that Uncle Jim will have to go to the Philippines. I hope it does, Betty. Then maybe we can go with him. There's the factory. But, Billy, the shades to Uncle Jim's office are pulled down. Hey, that's too bad. If he isn't in, we're going to have to find out where he is and take this letter to him. Oh, I think he's in. I just saw someone pull the shade aside and look out for a moment. That's funny. Uncle Jim never has his shades down when he's in. Well, here we are. Get out, Betty, and we'll see who's in Uncle Jim's office. Uncle Jim ought to be here this time of day. Oh, I don't know, Betty. He's been spending a lot of time experimenting with atomic power in that big laboratory that's built in the middle of Knobs Hill. His door's closed. We better knock. I guess he's not in. Hey, wait a minute. The door's not locked. Let's look inside. Nope, he's not here. Gosh, what's been going on in here? What? What, Billy, look. Everything is topsy-turvy. I'll say it is. Look at Uncle Jim's desk. All the drawers pulled out, papers scattered over everywhere, why, even the telephone is knocked over. And look at those filing cabinets. Billy, somebody's been in them, too. Say, it looks as though a cyclone had swept through the office. I'll bet the cyclone had two legs, Billy. Remember, somebody was looking outside through the shade when we came in the grounds. That's right. But where could he have gone to? (gasps) Look. I bet you he slipped out through the next room. The door is open. Come on, let's look. There's no one in here now. Nothing but Uncle Jim's shortwave radio set. Oh, of course he isn't here now. If he was a burglar or a prowler or someone who had no business here, he naturally would beat it the minute that he saw somebody coming. And I bet you he got out this way. He could have come in here as soon as he saw us and then gone into the hallway through that door and made his escape through the back of the building. Billy, hadn't we better telephone Uncle Jim at the laboratory right away? You bet we had. We'll use Uncle Jim's private wire, too. Hello? 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 What's the matter? That's funny. The telephone's as dead as a doornail. Gosh, I'll bet you the wires are cut. Oh, wait a second, I'll look. They're not cut here, Billy. Say, that's bad. That means that they've been cut from the outside, Betty. Every phone in the building will be dead. We can run over at the laboratory in the car. Come on, let's hurry. No, wait, I've got a better idea. Jack ought to be in on this. I'll bet you we can get him on Uncle Jim's shortwave transmitter. Jack told me he was going to work on his receiver this afternoon. I hope he's testing it and he'll pick up your signal. There. Now, as soon as the tubes warm up, we can transmit. There, they're warming up now. J.F. Hudson calling J.A. Hudson... J.F. Hudson calling J.A. Hudson. Hello, this is J.A. That you, Billy? That's Jack. He's answering. Tell him to come right over. Glad you called, Billy. It gives me a chance to test out my set. Oh, thank goodness it works. Why? What's the matter? Betty and I are over here at Uncle Jim's office at the plane factory. Uncle Jim isn't here. But somebody has been searching his papers, Jack. Gosh, the place is a wreck. Listen, Billy. You and Betty look around for clues, and I'll jump in the car and be right over. Oh, swell, Jack, and make it fast. Signing off. Gosh, he'll be over here in a couple of minutes, Betty. Come on, let's see what we can find. 
Everything's such a mess. It's going to be hard to find a clue. Well, gee, Betty, when things are in a mess, it's easiest to find clues. I'll examine the desk, and you look over there, all over the rest of the room. Yeah, she didn't seem to leave much, did he? I mean, much of anything that'd give him away. Well, I can't find anything either. Maybe there's something by the window where he was looking through the shade. Billy! What's the matter? Find something? No, but there's a man outside standing by a car. He's looking at this window. Let me see. Move over just a little, Betty. Here. Say, he does look suspicious, doesn't he? I don't remember ever seeing him before, Betty. Gosh, that's a high-powered car he's got, too. Billy, maybe he's the man who was in here. Let's quick run out and see who he is before he gets away. Oh, he's jumped into his car, Billy. He's leaving. Can't we catch him in our car, Billy? Oh, not a chance, Betty. Gosh, my bus gets St. Vitus dance when it hits 40. Why, he's making 60 already. Oh, look, here comes Jack now. Why, he did her. Hey, Jack. Did you see that car that just went by you? You mean that low slung job that was doing 60? That's the one. We think he got away in it. Who? The man who was rifling Uncle Jim's office. Boy, I wish I'd known I'd have forced him into the ditch. I can't catch him now. He's out of sight. He's been all through Uncle Jim's papers. The office has turned inside out. Did you find any clues, Billy? Gosh, not a thing, Jack. Maybe there's some fingerprints around. We didn't no, have time. fingerprints won't help much now. We can get them later anyway. Where's Uncle Jim? He's not here, Jack. We think he's at the Atomic Laboratory in Nobbs Hill. And the telephone wires are cut here. They are. Gee, that oh, looks serious. Oh, let's go to the laboratory, Jack, and tell Uncle Jim. Anyway, we've got an important letter from the Philippines to deliver to him. You bet we'll go there, Betty. You two hop in my car and we'll run right over. Let me have that letter, Billy. Here you are, Jack. I won't promise to go as fast as that fellow did, but we'll go as fast as the law allows. But, Jack, do you know why Uncle Jim is spending so much time in the laboratory? He's working with some other scientist on experiments in atom splitting, Betty. But why? Don't you remember what Uncle Jim taught us last year about atoms? They're the smallest possible particle of matter. And if you can split them, you release a tremendous amount of energy. That's right, Betty. And if Uncle Jim can find a way to use that energy, he can make engines a thousand times more powerful than a gasoline engine. Oh, Billy. Boy, that sounds impossible. Well, it is impossible so far, but someday they'll do it. And Uncle Jim thinks it's going to be very soon. Oh, there's the top of Knob's Hill now. Jack, why is the laboratory built inside the hill? They built a huge cyclotron there. Well, for gosh sakes, what's a cyclotron? Well, it's something that generates hundreds of millions of volts. They bombard the atoms with this high voltage. So it's dangerous, awfully dangerous. That's why they built the cyclotron in a rock chamber right in the middle of the hill. There's the door that leads into the hill right now. <gasps> Look, Jack. Look at that car parked there. Isn't that the same one that went by you so fast? You're right, Billy. The very same one. Oh, then maybe... That same man is inside the laboratory now. I'll bet he's in Uncle Jim's laboratory office now. Hold on. Get out quickly. We'll see if he's in there. I'll open the door for you, Betty. There's a long hallway, and Uncle Jim's office is at the other end. Come on, Billy. There's a light in his office, Jack. Uncle Jim must be there. Either Uncle Jim or that other chap. The door's closed, but somebody's in there. I can see his shadow through the glazed glass. Jumping chimney, Jack. That's not Uncle Jim in there. He's too thin. Soon find out. Look out, Billy. I'm going in. Say, who are you? What are you doing in here? Who are you? By what right you come in here? By what right? Say, we've got a lot more right here than you have. Jack, he is the same man who broke in Uncle Jim's office. He's done the same thing right here. Been all through Uncle Jim's papers and everything. Watch him closely, Jack. He's about to do something. I'm watching him, Betty. Now you... 
How about explaining just what you're doing here, searching through those desks and files? What I do here is my business. I shall go now. Stand aside. Oh, no, you don't. Quick, Billy, close that door. Hey. You're not going to leave here until we get Uncle Jim. He'll find out why you're ransacking his papers. Stand aside, I tell you, or it will be the worst for you. I'm staying right here by this door. And you're not going out until we get Captain Fairfield. Betty, see if you can find Uncle Jim. He's probably... Oh, get out of my way. I oh, no, you're not. Take that. Oh, boy, Jack, a beauty. Boy, you gave it to him right in a chair. Oh, look out, Jack. He's picking up a chair. Will you stand aside now? Or shall I smash this chair over your head? Watch him, Jack. He looks dangerous. He is dangerous, but he's not going to get by us. Billy, when he swings at me, I'll duck and you go for his knees. But he may get you. No, I'll duck it. You give him the old tackle. Look out, he's coming. All right. You asked for it. Oh! I, I got him, Jack. Hold on to him, Billy. I've got him, too. Uh, Hold his legs, Billy. I've got his arms pinned. Betty, lend a hand. Get that picture wire off the wall. Quick. Oh, hi, Jack. I'll stand on the desk and try to reach it. Don't. Keep on holding him, Billy. I've got his shoulders down on the floor. Hold him, Jack. He'll never break away from this hole. I got it. Betty's getting the wire from that picture. I got it. All right, Betty. Twist it around his ankles. Twist it tight now. Okay. I am, Jack. Tight as I can. I would that other picture. Hurry up, Betty. Okay. Watch out, Jack. His arms are working loose. Watch no, you don't. Grab his other arm, Billy. Yeah, got it. Atta, boy. I'll sit on his head. Hurry up, Betty. We've got him. Oh, I dropped the picture, but I've got the wire. Oh, hurry up. We've got him for the moment. Here, wrap one end around his wrist. This way. Put it so it holds. Here, Billy, help me hold his arms together. All right, Jack. We've got him. Tie it to the other wrist, Betty. Atta, girl. Wrap it around and around. Yep. There you are. Let's get off him, Billy. He's dressed up now. Gosh, that was a tussle, Jack. Well, Mr. Whoever you are, now I guess you'll wait until Uncle Jim comes. Uh, this is an outrage. You will pay for this. Well, if it's an outrage, why don't you yell for help? We aren't keeping you from yelling. I tell you, you will pay for this. I shall not forget. Let's look at those knots, Billy. Good job, Betty. They ought to hold him. And now let's find Uncle Jim and see what's going on here. Looks as though Jack and Billy and Betty have really stumbled into some excitement, doesn't it? But who is this mysterious stranger? And why is he interested in Uncle Jim's papers? Has Uncle Jim some important secret he's trying to guard? Listen in, all of you, at the same time tomorrow and see what happens inside Knobs Hill with Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Say, here's a riddle that's mighty easy to solve. How can you have a different breakfast every morning and yet have the same breakfast every morning? Well, the answer is as simple as ABC. It's a breakfast of champions. Now, let's say you had a bowl of Wheaties with milk and cream along with a big glass of orange juice this morning. All right. Then tomorrow you'll have Wheaties with milk and bananas. Next day you can top off your Wheaties with milk and sliced peaches and so on. It's always a breakfast of champions, no matter what Wheaties, milk, and fruit combination you pick. And say, take it from me, variety like that helps make breakfast a real high spot in your day. Get Wheaties right away, and then remind Mother to fix you a different breakfast of champions every morning. Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the bran. Won't you try? 
This is Franklin McCormick saying goodbye until tomorrow for General Mills, makers of Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions, who have just presented another episode of Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. The best breakfast food in the land. Jack Armstrong! Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Wave the flag for Hudson High, boys. Show them how we stand. Ever shall our team be champions, known throughout the land. Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions, bring you the thrilling adventures of Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Just imagine right now that you're sitting in Memorial Stadium at the University of Minnesota. It's a crisp, bright afternoon. All around you are the loyal fans of those famous Golden Gophers. There's plenty of excitement in the air as Bernie Behrman's team lines up for the kickoff. And there it is! Yes, that's the picture thousands of fans are enjoying this fall. But there's one thing that a good many of them won't realize. The preparations for these games began weeks and weeks ago before many of us were even thinking of football. All summer long, these boys worked hard to get in tip-top physical shape. They're taught the value of good, hard training. And if you were playing on the Minnesota squad this year, one of the first things you would have learned from Bernie Behrman would be the importance of training. And training hard... 365 days out of the year. Just listen to what he has to say about it. Here are his exact words. One mighty important thing every football player should know is that training helps build champions. Now, if you've got natural ability and if you've got your mind made up that you're going to go places in sports, take my advice. Start following Jack Armstrong's year-round personal training rules right away. One, get plenty of fresh air, sleep, and exercise. Two, Use a lot of soap and water because cleanliness is mighty important to an athlete's condition. Three, eat a breakfast of champions every morning. Now, just listen to what Bernie Beerman has to say about Jack Armstrong's rule number three. He says, I'm in favor of a big breakfast for my boys. One that delivers lots of food energy and nourishment like that famous breakfast of champions. Wheaties with milk and fruit make a swell dish for training. Now, that's a mighty strong recommendation from one of the greatest football coaches in the country, a man who knows his facts on training. Why not take Coach Beerman's advice? Get down to business right away and train Jack Armstrong's way. That means a big breakfast of champions with all the whole wheat goodness of Wheaties for you tomorrow morning and every morning. Ask Mother to stock up on Wheaties for you the very next time she shops. And now, Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Jack Armstrong is looking for Uncle Jim. Jack and Billy and Betty are in the underground electrical laboratory at Hudson, where Uncle Jim is working to transform matter into vast atomic power. When they entered Uncle Jim's office, they found not Uncle Jim, but a mysterious stranger who was searching Uncle Jim's papers. They captured him and tied him up, and now, while he's struggling to free himself, Jack and Billy and Betty are going into the great cyclotron rock chamber to tell Uncle Jim about it. Listen. This way, Billy. The cyclotron is in the very center of the hill. We have to go through this door and through a long tunnel, and we come to a thick lead door which opens into the cyclotron chamber. Jim, crickets, Jack. They certainly don't want anything to happen if this here cyclotron ever explodes or anything like that. Oh, they've got to be careful. That cyclotron generates hundreds of millions of volts. Here's the door to the tunnel. Betty, you go first. Oh, Jack, it's kind of spooky in this tunnel. 
Well, it's hard to see anything. There's nothing to see except the rock lining. We go straight ahead till we come to that lead door. There's plenty of light inside the cyclotron chamber. Jack, do you think we tied that burglar tightly enough? I think so, Betty. Unless he's an expert at freeing himself. You tied him up, Betty. All we did was to hold him down. I know, but I'll bet he's wriggling and squirming and getting out of those knots this very minute. Well, we'll have to take a chance on that. We'll find Uncle Jim and take him back to his office right away. You know who this fellow is. Say, Jack, you didn't lose that letter for Uncle Jim in the scuffle, did you? That letter from the Philippines? No, sir. I got it right here in my pocket. Here's that lead door. Lend a hand, buddy. It takes two of us to open it. Okay. Look at the long blue sparks jumping through the glass window in that huge machine. The cyclotron, Betty. And those sparks are hundreds of millions of volts. Is, is it dangerous? Not if you don't touch anything. Or unless the whole machine blows up, Betty. Say, I wonder what Uncle Jim is. There he is, standing on the right of the cyclotron with somebody else. He's looking into the glass window with those blue sparks. We'd better get him right away, Jack. No, Billy, we better wait just a minute. Uncle Jim seems to be doing something very important right now. But Jack, the burglar, whoever he is, might get away. We'll have to risk that, Betty. We can't interrupt Uncle Jim right in the middle of an experiment. Look, Jack. Look what they're doing. They're swinging a lead plate near one end of the cyclotron. They've got something smeared on that plate, Billy. They're going to bombard it with hundreds of millions of volts. See? Look at that bluish light jump across to the plate. That's a deuteron ray. They'll burn a hole in ordinary iron as if it were paper. Well, say, they've turned the ray off now, Jack. Oh, Uncle Jim is coming this way. He sees us. I'm going to wave at him, Jack. That's all right, isn't it? Sure, he's waving back. Here he comes. I wish he'd hurry. I just know that burglar will escape. Hello, Uncle Jim. We didn't want to butt in. Hello, but... Jack. Hello, Celine Betty. What are you three doing here? Uncle Jim, we caught a man in your office. He was searching through your papers. Everything was turned upside down. Somebody ransacking my office, Jack? Yes, Uncle Jim. And before that, he broke into your office at the airplane factory and went through all your papers there. Well, I suspected this might happen, but I didn't expect it quite so soon. I wish you'd managed to catch him, Jack. We've got him, Uncle Jim. He's tied up now. I tied him up. Jack and Billy held him down, and I tied him up. But hurry or he'll break away. Well, why didn't you say so sooner? Come on. We'll see who he is. He's no ordinary burglar. I can tell you that. It's dark in this tunnel. I'll lead the way. I don't want that chap to get away until I see him. Oh, Uncle Jim, I almost forgot. I've got a letter for you from the Philippines. It came airmail. Here it is. Letter from the Philippines? It's long overdue. It looked important. It certainly is important, Jack. I'll tell you about it later. We've got to make sure this chap you caught doesn't get away. Here's the door to the main corridor. Uncle Jim, look. There's the burglar just going out the main door. Oh, he did get away. I was afraid he might. Come on, Jack. We'll catch him. You said it. We'll get him before... Wait a minute, both of you. Jack, I want you to follow that chap, but don't let him see you. Give him a chance to get away, but don't let him get out of your sight. See where he goes and what he does next. And then come back here. All right, Uncle Jim. We'll follow him in my car. But be careful now. Don't let him see you. If he does see you, keep away from him. He may be dangerous. We'll be careful, Uncle Jim. Betty, you wait here. Come on, Billy. Open the door just a crack, Billy. Give him a chance to get to that car we saw. If it is his car. It is his car, Jack. He's getting in now. Here, let me see. There, he's starting off. Now, as soon as he gets out of sight around that curve, we'll run out and get going. He's almost out of sight. Come on. You better driver, Jack. You can follow him better than I can. All right, Billy. Now, where are my keys? Gosh, I hope you haven't lost them. You didn't leave them in the car. No. Here they are. Oh, swell, Jack. Hurry up. He drives like a fool. We'll never catch him. Don't worry, Billy. We ought to see him when we get around this curve. Gosh, I hope you're right. (gasps) There he is, Jack. Just passing that truck. Good. Keep behind the truck for a while so he won't see us. Oh, he doesn't seem to be driving so fast this time. It's a good thing. I don't want to get a ticket. Look, Jack. 
He's turning off on the road to the airport. That's funny. I wonder what he wants there. I'll drop back so he won't see us. After he's parked, we'll drive in and see what he's up to. Well, you don't suppose he's going back to search Uncle Jim's office again, do you? Maybe. But if he does, we'll catch him at it this time. Say, do you suppose he's going to take off in a plane? I don't think so, Billy. Unless he has his own ship. But he may have his own ship. Well, if he tries to get away with that, we'll have the airport police stop him. Here's the airport road. I don't see him. Oh, yes, I do. He's just pulling into a parking place. Gosh, Jack, we don't want to lose sight of him. We won't, Billy. We can always spot him around the airport. But we've got to be careful he doesn't spot us. I wonder if he knows we're following him. I don't think so. But we'll park here anyway on the drive that leads to this hangar. Get out, Billy. But stay behind the car until we see that the coast is clear. I'll look over the hood so he can't see me. Jack, I can't see him anywhere. He probably went inside the waiting room, Billy. Say, maybe he came here to meet somebody. Yeah, I'll bet you that's just why he's here. Let's see what time it is. Say, Billy, there's a plane from the West Coast due any minute now. A plane from the West Coast, Jack? Say, do you suppose he's got a partner coming? We don't know a thing about him, Billy. Don't know what he's here for, what he's after, or anything. He may have a whole gang coming to Hudson. Gosh, we may be getting into something. Uh, Uncle Jim said he expected something like this. I wish Uncle Jim had told us more about it. He didn't have time. Let's walk carefully toward the waiting room. We can come up behind these hangars and then cut in behind those parked cars and get into the crowd near the gates where he can't see us. Okay, Jack, I think it's safe now. I don't see a sign of him. Come on. But keep your eyes glued on that waiting room door. If he comes out, duck. I will. You've got to be careful. We promised Uncle Jim we wouldn't let him see us. Uncle Jim hasn't told us the least thing of what it's all about yet. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Now, Billy, the coast is clear. Let's cut over to those parked cars, quick. We, we made it all right. I didn't see a sign of him. Now let's get into that crowd. This way, Billy. No one can see us from the waiting room if we stay behind these cars. Oh, this is fine, Jack. He's not able to see us in this crowd. Keep an eye on that waiting room just the same. We want to see what gate he goes to when the plane comes in. Wait, Jack. There he is now, coming out the main door. He's going to gate number three. He doesn't see us, Billy. We'll go to gate number one. The plane ought to be in soon. There she is, Jack. She's coming in from the west, on the right of that radio tower. Yeah, that's her, all right. She's swinging into the field. Maybe, maybe he's going to take that plane, Jack. So he wouldn't leave his car here, Billy. He's meeting somebody, I bet a million. Here she comes. Boy, watch her taxi up the runway. He's coming up to this gate, Billy. Watch it, he's coming here too. Move back into the crowd more. Say, suppose he isn't meeting somebody, Jack. Suppose he just climbs aboard. And then we'd be sure to catch him. Gosh, the passengers are getting out. Our man is looking for somebody on the plane, Jack. I guess you're right. He is meeting somebody. Be careful now, he may turn around suddenly. Jack, look at that funny-looking man just getting out of the plane. The one in the checkered suit. A checkered suit and a beard. Yeah, I see him, Billy. Hey, he is a sight. Hey, wait a minute. Billy, doesn't he look... Gosh sakes, Jack, it can't be, but it is. That's Blackbeard Flint. Why, I thought he was in the Philippines. He was, Billy. But he's here now. No mistake about Blackbeard. Well, what do you know about that? I know it means trouble somewhere, Jack. I never saw Blackbeard yet, but what he was up to some mischief. Well, what do you suppose Blackbeard's doing in Hudson? Well, whatever it is, I'll bet it's got something to do with Uncle Jim. Billy, look, our man's meeting him. That's who he came here to meet. He came here to meet Blackbeard. That settles it, Jack. There is trouble coming up. And if Blackbeard is in on it, that means it's positively got something to do with Uncle Jim. They're coming this way, Billy. Quick, get to one side where they can't see us. Okay. You bet I will. They're going to his car. What do we do, Jack? Well, Billy, we'll follow him and find out where they're staying. Uncle Jim will want to know that. They're getting in his car, Jack. Hurry up or we'll lose him. This way, Billy. Keep to this side of the parked cars and they can't see us. Come on. They've started off, Billy. Let's run. 
Here's your car, Jack. You drive. Imagine Blackbeard turning up again after all this time. Yeah. And he's always managed to get us in a jam one way or another. Billy, we're turning away from town. Well, I'll be doggone. Hold on, we're turning too. We'll follow him. There they are, Jack. Up the road a bit. Why, they're turning off the road. There's a tourist camp there, Billy. That's probably where our friend is staying. I guess you're right. See? They've stopped in front of that last cottage. Now, we've seen enough, Billy. We've got some real news to tell Uncle Jim. What on earth does it all mean? You can bet your boots on one thing, Jack. That means there's going to be something doing in Hudson, and pretty doggone soon. Say, what does this mean? First, this mysterious stranger goes through Uncle Jim's papers, and then Blackbeard shows up. And what about that letter from the Philippines? Uncle Jim seemed to think that was pretty important. So be on hand, all of you, at the same time tomorrow for another exciting episode of The Mysterious Stranger with Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Now that school has started in almost every part of the country, I know a lot of fellows and girls are getting back to a mighty pleasant custom. Yes, it's that after-school bowl of Wheaties every day. Man, I don't know of any other dish that packs so much flavor and satisfaction as a heaping big bowl of Wheaties. And those whole wheat flakes are just as delicious, just as nourishing in the afternoon as they are at breakfast time. So have a big bowl of Wheaties tomorrow afternoon. Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the brand. This is Franklin McCormick saying goodbye until tomorrow for General Mills, makers of Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions, who have just presented another episode of Jack Armstrong... The All-American Boy. Hi, Wheaties, the best breakfast food in the land. Wave the flag for Hudson High, boys. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed... There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. 